connecting to the real nerds is so easy. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. We have a Twitter account, at Real Nerds. We also have Instagram. You can call us, 720-6nerds5. You want to email us? You can do that, too, realnerds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic Con 2017 and beyond. Yay! I am Ryan, with me is... James! And... Brad! And we're joined by our bitch... Henry! Whoa. He's our intern today, so he's our bitch! Yay! <laughs> How's he like being yeah, bitch, he, bitch? He, he is! He, oh. just, he just got to tell me he waited 45 minutes in line to get Brad a fucking crepe. I would have told Brad to pound sand. Wait, what did you say? A crepe? A crepe. A crepe? We got him a crepe. It was delicious though, Henry, thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. I was able to get did the rest of the Did you know that like the crepe line was the longest Wait, line? Did, did, I can't, did I can't make, wait to did put this Did he pay for it or he make you pay no, for it? No, he paid for it. He gave me oh, a yeah. bucks. I'm not a monster. <laughs> okay. I was, I was about <laughs> to say, monster. holy shit. I did consider having him pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> holy shit. Anyways, we're here at the con and we're wrapping up the show. We are reviewing a movie this week. It's going to be Finding Dory. That's going to be me and Brad. Um, and James, Henry. Uh, Henry, I you coming too? Yeah. Cool. Um... James is going to be out of town, and yep. he has to leave really early in the morning, so fuck him. I know. <laughs> but we thought we'd talk about the con and while we're here and talk about our experience and do most of the show while we're still at Denver Comic-Con. Yeah, why not? So, uh, yeah, this is what we did at Denver Comic-Con this year. James did a shitload of interviews. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I heard you guys were making fun of me, saying I'm not around. What the fuck? What? what? Yeah, I that's what I heard. That. Yeah, that's what Brad said. You guys were inter- being interviewed I about. might be starting rumors. You son of a bitch. I mean, I did I did say I've done a lot of interviews this year, which is why, as you can hear from my voice, I don't have one anymore. We did kind of flip roles this year. Yeah, totally. Because um, last year, you did more panels than me. Huh? And this year, I did more panels. Um, so now you're going to yeah. get James's interview style. Yeah. Um, uh, which is fluid and short. Yes. <laughs> um, no, it was actually really fun. I met a lot of cool people I know. This year. I, I actually feel we maybe had our best interviews this year. Oh, 100%. Um, 100%. And yeah, screw those other year. Uh, yeah, fuck all you old people. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, just uh, just for some reason, all the interviews this year kind of clicked. And yeah. uh, they were they were pretty fun. Um, a lot of cool people doing interesting stuff. Like, yeah. things I wasn't expecting. I, I mean, there were, there were more than I can count times where someone would come up, and, and they're doing that sort of thing where they're like, well, I, I, I want to be on the show. And you're like, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but okay. And then you sit them down, and they just like crack open with information and they become this amazing conversation even if it's just about like fun comic booky stuff that they really love like it's still a really cool oh uh, yeah conversation so um i mean where else are you going to get a five-year-old kid tell his brother who loves batman and that and his brother said that superman sucks and he said yeah well at least uh, both of batman's hey, parents are dead there's chris reveal oh, hey, hey, you hey chris the man who makes all of this stuff happen yeah, all that happened hey, thank you so much for all your hard work no dude yeah no yes, absolutely you should say hi yeah hi Hi, we're, this is Chris. He's the programming specialist. Is that your title? Uh, my official title is actually assistant director of programming. Nice. Uh, he's, he's 
He's important enough that they print his name on his badge. Yes. And I got business cards. Oh, snap! Oh, no, uh, we really appreciate Chris because he is the reason why we have fun at the con. He helps us get in the coolest panels and enjoy ourselves. So uh, thanks for that. Is there anything you want to impart onto the listeners of Real Nerds Podcast? We thank you for coming out to Denver Comic Con. It supports the pop culture classroom. It helps our nonprofit to fund our literacy and education program. So thank you. Absolutely. Yes. Hey, Chris, thank you. Thank so you, much Chris. For thank all you for always making our uh, experience here. Oh, you guys are awesome. You uh, you jump to anything that if I need help with. So you're welcome back every year. So. Oh, hey. Oh, yeah. There we go. We never have to fight <laughs> but, for it. But you do have to work. So hey. I'll have to put you to you work. Know, I don't know if work, yeah, I call work interviewing Ralph Macchio and C. Thomas Howell, but if you call that work, uh, sure. Okay. Uh, you got it. Uh, I'll do it. Awesome. Right. I'll bite that bullet every year. Yeah. yeah. It's a tough one, I know. But. <laughs> it is. It is. All right. Well, you guys have a awesome. great one. All right. Hey, Thanks, you too, Chris. Chris. Thank you so much, Thank sir. You. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a great guy. He's like, so he's, cool. um, he's literally is a, such a great liaison. Um, yeah. When Today, so I did the Ralph Macchio C. Thomas Powell Outsiders panel, and they were really late because I, I've always said this. It's hard when you have um, celebrities do really early morning panels. Yeah. And I mean, ten thirty is not that early, but yeah. you know but they're still, here. It's the first thing they've got exactly. To do so they're here all day, and you know they're trying to get here at one through downtown Denver traffic. Yeah, um, and get here. So we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. We kept on pushing it back, pushing it back, and uh, he was really good at you know relaying. Say, oh, they're like five minutes away. They're this far away. They're this far away. And those guys are really nice when they came in. Uh, they're like, oh, we're so sorry. Huh. And it, it's, you know, I mean, there's not much you can do about it. And, yeah. and it, they came out and they were like spot on and they were really nice. And, um, yeah, it's just a wonderful experience. I, uh, I'm very fortunate to be able to experience a con and experience it behind the scenes. You know, uh, John Barrowman, who I, I don't know his work that well. I, I, I love him in Zero Dark Thirty, yeah. but he's really famous on Arrow. Uh, and so he had a really big panel yesterday and... They just need me to introduce them. And so, you know, I'm going to the Belco Theater. I don't know where to go. Yeah. And uh, so the security guy's like, oh, you go through the backstage area. I'm like, really? I get to take the exclusive elevator down yeah. to a backstage area? And so I get on this elevator, and this very attractive Australian man or English man, I came on. And I was like, oh, I know who that guy is. And I said, hey, Scott, I'm introducing your husband, John. And he says, oh, are you, mate? Awesome. You want to come meet him? And I said, I don't have to. I just want to make sure I don't have to, you know, yeah, do anything I, special. I want to make sure I say the right yeah, thing. And yeah, and he said, oh, no, nah, Mike, come on, let's go. His parents are waiting for us, too. So I get off the elevator. His parents are there. And John is uh, dressing in drag and putting on a wig. And I said, hey, John, I don't want to interrupt you. I know you're getting ready for the show. And he says, oh, no, what's your name? I said, Ryan. He's like, it's great meeting you. And I said, is there anything you want me to do? He says, yeah, just get off the stage. I said, <laughs> you got it, man. I'll introduce you and run off. And uh, so I did. And he was so nice. And... You know, you always hear horror stories about celebrities being not nice people. Yeah. I have never experienced that. Yeah. If you treat them with respect and you remember, and, uh, you know, I've had this interview uh, conversation with Chris. My job as a moderator is to facilitate questions and make sure we start on time and end on time. It's not my job to self-promote Real Nerds Podcast. It's not my job to make sure I get my questions in. Right. It's my job to make sure the guests are comfortable and do what they ask. So with John Barrowman, I literally said... Uh, you know, I'm excited for comic book, uh, pop culture classroom, but I'm more excited to introduce to you the extremely talented John Barrowman. 
I dropped the mic on a chair and I literally ran off stage left and jumped off. Yeah. Because their stage only had one exit. And that exit was where he was coming out. And I wanted to take nothing away from what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I got to the top and Chris was up there. I was like, how the hell did you get up here so fast? I said, he told me to get off stage. And so I did exactly what he asked me to do. He said, that's why I like you, Ryan. Um, that's awesome. So it, it's a great to experience that. I know sometimes it puts a burden on you guys in the booth because I'm always oh, off doing panels and stuff. Nah. Um but, you know, it was fun, and we did the artist draw-off, which I think is a great idea for a panel. Yeah. Um, basically, they get suggestions from the audience or from whomever, and they draw it, and then it's auctioned to benefit Pop Culture Classroom. So it's another thing to help literacy for children. Yeah. And I think that's what's a great thing this con does. Um, I know I've rambled on, but I just, the experience I have doing this, though it gets hard work, and there's times when I, honestly, I'm like, I don't want to talk to this person. But yeah. as I start talking to them, then I loosen up and uh, then I remember why I do it and why I enjoy it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it is surprising how many times that happened where, like, yeah. I was like, oh, this is actually a really awesome interview and I enjoy talking to these people. And if so. we can be self-congratulatory, you know, the, it's cool when I'm, I come back from a panel and, you know, I'm, I'm having fun because I got to talk to Ralph Macchio and see Thomas Hell. And, uh, you know, I, I come back and there's a guy here who purchased our Blu-ray from somewhere. His name is Nick. His name is Nick. And he's like, will you sign it for me? Yeah. I mean, wait, you... That was really cool. Yeah. It's so I've had one of those every year where someone's come up and recognized us. And yeah. it's, it's really rewarding. We had a lot of people, like, as they were going by, waving and saying hi or, like... The, the guys that I was talking to who, who built the R2-D2, they were saying, like, oh, yeah, we yeah. listen all the time. Like, it's it's really kind of cool to, like, actually interface with the people who yeah. actually listen to the show and go, like, oh, yeah, you guys are I mean, out there. That's okay, how we cool. met Henry, you know. And it's, yeah, I mean. and it's it's fun because you know people are listening, but it's nice to have – because, you know, in a way, when you're an artist, you always need that reassurance that someone's paying attention to what you're doing. Yeah. And so when we get that stuff, it's really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a, just a little nod. As holy shit! Yeah, look at that. That's <laughs> minotaur. The, I went looking for him. Yeah, he's a giant minotaur. I heard about this. Yeah. That, that's um, commitment, man. Yeah. yeah, that thing is huge, man. It's like I saw the he's, skeleton. It's like PVC pipes. He's like yeah. eight feet tall, uh, and the man looks like he's been sweating his balls off all day long because uh, it's like covered in fleece. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be really hot in there. Good for him. Yeah. yeah. Wow, and look at the way that look at the way it articulates at the at like the knees and stuff. That thing's really well made. Yeah. That's really and cool. And there's a dude with the ash on the wrong hand, <laughs> <laughs> the chainsaw. You know what? I've seen three of those. Yeah, the, well, I've the seen ash on the wrong I've, hand. yeah what on the wrong hand. The only person I saw have it on the right hand was this lady went as ash, and she had it on the right right hand. Right. Yeah. And yeah. How do you mess that up? I don't. Get He's it. so iconic. I mean, maybe you want your right hand so you can like buy stuff. Yeah. But, why but you not, can take it off. Yeah, like, well, yeah. Like, why not just design the saw so that your hand is free inside? Yeah, yeah or yeah, you know? or how you design it is like an army doctor. Remember, he made the chainmail hand, so you just oh, yeah. wear a chainmail glove. Oh, there you uh, go. Yeah, be, yeah. Be why do you have to think of everything? Well, but the saw, the chainsaw is cooler. It is, but I mean, so if you have to use your right hand when you take it off, oh look, yeah. it's yeah. his, it's him with his made hand. Yeah. I want to point something out. I just noticed. There's. Really, a lot of fat Harley Quinns. I know it sucks. No, 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 no. Uh, it, Look, I there's see, one right there. There's see, one right fucking behind me. <laughs> I see a lot of Brad. <laughs> confirm my story. What I just said. It is true. I'm uh, not making this up. Uh, I mean, she's she's not in shape. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's okay. But that's okay. Back we, on, we don't con shame here. Back on target. Uh, there are a lot of fins with lightsabers, and a lot of rays. With with her staff, 
there are not a lot of rays with lightsabers. No well, spoilers. That's why. Oh, fuck off. But, Come you know, on. I will say, I it, it is really cool seeing little girls dressed up as Rey. Yeah. Because she's a great character uh, yeah. for girls to want to be like. And I think it's amazing when I see it's really little Rays running one. around. Yeah. I'm just saying, I want to see a Rey with a lightsaber. That's what I want. Wait sure. a year. No, there is there's some, oh, there's some lady walking around with one. I've seen Did one. Did you see one? Okay, yeah, cool. she even has the blue one. And I love oh, the cool. staff. I really love the staff. I'm just saying, you know. You want, Finn, you want Finn, Finn with a lightsaber thing was just a marketing ploy, guys. Not actually an important part of the movie. Finn's cool. I love Finn. But, mm. you know. Anyway. Anyways, uh, so, yeah, we'll be talking. We'll be doing our normal show. Yeah. And um, thank you for listening. Henry, thanks for coming on, as always. It's always a pleasure. Uh, thanks for getting Brad his... French pancake. Yeah, great. Lennon put that that crep that crep yeah. in his in his face. Yeah, totally no, put no, it on no, my no, portfolio no, no. now. Nice, so. you should make sure that's in your. Uh, you know, when you fill out a resume, yeah. say I was an intern at Real Nerds Podcast for one day at Denver Comic Con. Yeah, and I, a, I got Brad at crepe. I was yeah. a crepe intern runner. slash bitch. Yeah, yes. yeah, <laughs> right, yes, absolutely, cool, oh, cool. Boy. So um, I guess we'll start with real news. Sure, that's too bad. Yeah, and only the uh, the real news this week and actually today is unfortunately Anton Yelchin passed away. Yeah, in a really man. sad way. I actually read more of the story on the Hollywood Reporter. Okay, and I guess he got out of his car and went to get mail, and he must have forgot to put it in park. No way. Yeah, and the car went and crushed him against the mailbox. Oh my And when gosh. he he was supposed to meet friends with a for a meeting or something. And we didn't show up. His friends went to his house. And no. Yeah, that's, oh, God. That's horrible. Oh, so that's man. sad. Uh, and he is a very talented young man. Oh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's a bummer. So, so it's a bad day yeah. for real news. Yeah. I mean, like, in terms hey. of, like, actors who are, like... Hey, there's Bree. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a, a whole show full of people and, stopping by. Yeah. Hey, man, how you doing? Yeah. What's up? What's up, buddy? Too cool. Good. How are you? Good. We're just we're we're recording the podcast right now. Oh, cool. And we're yeah. talking about the untimely passing of Elton Yelchin. Oh, uh, you gotta you gotta school me. Uh, Chekhov to start. He, yeah, he plays Chekhov in the oh, new Chekhov. Star Trek. Oh, yeah, the yeah. new Star Trek. Or, the, or yeah. the, the the guy from Fright Night, the remake of okay. Fright Night. All right, oh, man. Yeah. What a great oh, I'm guy. So sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah. It's really too bad. So yeah, that's uh, that's it. But it for real news. Um, it's yeah. sad. Yeah, it's really too but bad. But uh, the only. Uh, comfort we can take is he is in movies, so he'll always be able, we'll be able to look at a performance by him. Yeah, and go yeah. see Star Trek Beyond, July twenty second. Star Trek yes, Beyond. absolutely. Go, go, yes. go see. Yes. Also, if you want to see a film that he's actually like really good in as the lead, yeah. check out Light Crazy. It's uh, oh yeah, like oh, okay. it's like a British romance that's Felicity Jones in it as well. Yep. It's 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 a heartbreaking film, okay. but he's he's extremely good in it. So awesome, very cool, very cool. Well, now that you've joined the show, how's the co- convention been for you, sir? Well, I've, I've been kind of kind of busy, so I've been uh, basically uh, just driving around a lot. So I wasn't here at the whole con. I'm, yeah. I was here, I'm here now to help uh, my friend offload for the breakdown. Oh, cool. So, uh, but last night I spent. You mean you mean us? You're here to help us break down? <laughs> uh, hey, I can. <laughs> depends on <laughs> what time. Te- depends on what time you guys break down at. Yeah. But, but uh, last night I went through uh, Garden of Gods had a little bicycle event, so oh, I cool. was up till like. Three o'clock in the morning, riding oh, no. a bike. <laughs> oh mercy! Cool. Well, it's really good to see you, sir. Yeah, yeah, guys. Awesome. And, awesome. Here. and you're rocking a Spider-Man shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to say it's a Venom shirt. I'm saying it's Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Parker's underneath there. Yes. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. What's, what's such? 
Good seeing you, buddy. Yep. Thanks yeah. for having me, guys. Yeah. I'm just going to do some more walking around and get yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So you haven't you have been here much, so enjoy the show for yeah, the next hour. Yeah, enjoy the show. Yeah. Peace out. Yeah, see you, buddy. It's really good to see you. Yay. It's very cool. You're coming like a season finale. It is. I haven't seen Brie in a long time. It's like it's like we're doing a clip show. Yeah. He did one of the nicest things someone's ever done for me. He was stationed in Africa, uh, Bree's in the military, and I got this package in the mail, I'm like, and I was, it was like U.S. is out, you know, out of the country. I'm like, what is this from? And I'm kind of afraid to open it <laughs> yeah. because it's full it of anthrax. Yeah, it didn't have his his name on it. But I open it, and he sent my little boy a book and some stickers from his uh, his station That's out cool. there. And I'm like, that is a really nice thing. And um, and again, this podcast has afforded us to have so many great moments that I'll cherish forever yeah it's been really awesome it's yeah been really, really awesome. So. and now it's no over. segue <laughs> <laughs> dvd releases this is what's coming out on dvd oh you got it i got it All right. um the big one is the my big fat greek wedding too which Jane, uh, brad highly recommended uh yeah. Yeah. yeah um midnight special which was a michael shannon oh film. yes awesome that was pretty good yeah i yeah. i've got to check that out the Hollow Crown. I don't even know what that is. No idea. Oh, the Hollow Crown. The War of Roses. You, you're making that up. Yeah, I've never really seen it. I've never heard is, of it. Yeah. <laughs> we also have the Brothers Grimsby. Oh, yeah. That, oh, uh, okay. that movie. That wasn't that bad. So. Oh, wasn't that bad? Remember actually, when Sasha Baron Cohen was funny for one movie? Yeah, I do remember that. Um, the Criterion of Fantastic Planet, which has a really dope cover. Yeah, I want to get almost for the cover like Fantastic. itself. Fantastic Planet. Yeah, it, it sounds The animation, awesome. like I looked at like the animation, too. The animation looks beautiful, so... Oh, I'm thinking Forbidden Planet. No, it's not Forbidden Planet. I really it's like, like a, Forbidden It's like a Planet. French film, so... Oh, that's that's not what I want at all. Yeah. Uh, the Unsinkable Molly Brown, starring Debbie Reynolds. Oh! <laughs> which is cool. It's Warner Brothers Archives, and so yeah. they're starting to release a bunch of their older films. It's great. Cool. Uh, the Wave. Don't know what that is. Uh, probably about a wave. What? It's probably about a wave. It is. It's probably like a big wave and people running it's from it. It's a tsunami. No, 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 no. No, it's just about a wave, like, in an auditorium, you know, where they're all... They're doing the stand-up thing. That's what it's about. The Roller Coaster, which is a Scream Factory, which is some horror movie with a dude with binoculars looking over a roller coaster. With binoc- Like he's far away from the roller coaster? No, it's like his... He's, he's very safe, very like, far away from a deadly roller coaster? Yes, yeah, sir. No, like he's looking through binoculars, and so the roller coaster is in the foreground, and he's looking through oh. binoculars in the background. It's very oh, okay. sinister. Weird. Mm, I don't know. Okay. Uh, Scream Factory is also recently The Crush, which is... Blue Crush with Kate Bosworth? Uh, no, with Alicia Silverstone. Oh. And is it Carrie Elway's? Carrie oh, Elway's. that's the movie where Alicia Silverstone's like a creepy, like I fall in love with people and then she's a stalker? Yeah, something like that. Or, or vice versa, one way or the other. I it's one of those movies. I, I want to say yeah. it's Carrie Elway's. It's like a stalker movie, yeah. Um, Carrie Elway's Who Is Here, by the way. He is. I was thinking he was only here yesterday. Either way, I just... I heard he's really uh, amazing and nice to everybody. Oh, oh really? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All cool. the people, when I was... Backstage, waiting for uh, Mr. Macchio and Mr. C. Thomas Howell. Um, they said he was really fun and had uh, was always being silly with them. Cool. Um, Arrow is releasing Nakatus Nakatsu Nakatsusu Diamond Guys. <laughs> something Nakatsusu Nakatsusu Diamond Guys. Uh, Brad is going to be getting the Blu-ray of Johnny English Reborn. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't wait for 4K, man. <laughs> this will hold me over. I mean, uh, I know you like Mr. Bean, so I'm just guessing. Yeah, I like Mr. Bean. 
That's what <laughs> John, John English isn't as good as Mr. Bean? No, I think I forgot to talk about those on the podcast when I watched them. Oh. And uh, the Blu-ray re-release of Meet the Fockers is also coming out. So Thank God. Oh, you good. can um, finally... I've been waiting for it. Um, yeah. Oh. I can see that. Hey, there's a pretty good Aladdin. That's a pretty good Aladdin. Anyway. That's a girl. So that's, uh, that's not Aladdin. The, uh, that girl. God, oh. Come on, Henry. So, yeah. That's uh, coming out on Blu-ray. All right. That's awesome. We watch movies all week long, and these are the movies we watched this week. In a segment I like to call... Movies we've been watching. <laughs> Henry, what did you watch this week? Uh, I, firstly, I watched Dupont, which is a French film. Um, it won Best Picture at Cannes last year, which is why I'm excited for it. It's also by one of my favorite French directors. Uh, if you can Boring. Sit through, next yeah, movie. Okay. Um, oh, come on. Let him talk. <laughs> if you can sit through a French film, it's also like a gangster film. So oh, if you you're go. interested in like French gangster films, check it out. Where um, is the gun? That's exactly, exactly how it is. That's exactly how it is. Who stole all the uh, croissants from you, my bakery? You don't even for, need to see it now. For, it's, he's described the entire thing. For a man who's actually been to France, that's incredibly racist. <laughs> Are the French a race? Um, uh, would you consider them a race? They're a nationality. Nationality, well, yeah, thank sure. you. Uh, that's nationalist. It's so I'm nationalist. <laughs> I will smoke nationalist. A, I will smoke a cigarette with my... Adolf Hitler mustache while I try to solve Wait, a crime. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are the French Adolf Hitler? No, if they always have Adolf Hitler mustache. Haven't you ever seen an old cartoony <laughs> French dude? Oh. Smells like cheese. There goes another fat fucking Harley Quinn. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, my God. There's a Rocketeer. Holy shit. Yes. This is going to be the That's first episode of a lot of our new fans here. That's a really good yeah. yeah, yeah. Some of them are probably <laughs> these people. Yeah. They're not. They're not. And if they are, there's no girls like, eh, I'm, I'm a fat Harley Quinn. She's going to say she's Harley Quinn. She's not going to know who I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, true. you're Anyway, your French movie? So, yeah, uh, I, yeah I guess that's that. Um, and <laughs> I knew it was about a, just robbing croissants from a bakery. Yeah, that, that's the exact plot right there. Uh, um, uh, le croissant. But if you're interested in seeing like, a film that's like, I think it's a really beautiful portrayal of PTSD. Also, oh, deals, cool. It deals with immigration as well. Cause it's about Sri Lankans that move to France. Uh, but kind of hey, smuggle uh, their way Ryan, to Ryan, do your best Sri Lankan accent. Hi, I'm from Sri Lanka. South of, <laughs> south of India. I probably uh, shouldn't have I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> no, I know where Sri Lanka is, okay. asshole. Okay. I just don't I don't know what kind of in accent it is. It's an Indian accent. <laughs> is it Indian? It's pretty much, yeah. Is it? I don't know. From what I could tell from the mm. film, so Okay. <laughs> oh, um, I was just trying to stump him. Um and yeah, uh so that was one other thing. Go check it out if you're interested in seeing French foreign films that are really good. Cool. Um, and yeah. Brad, is there something we need to do? Brad's gone. Brad's out. Okay. He's like, I'm, I'm done with this show. Um, uh, cool. Okay. Uh, Any, anything else? I've been watching um, like American Dad to fall asleep. Oh, yeah? So that's cool, I guess. Is it? No, okay. Is it? I mean, I can fall asleep to it. So <laughs> <laughs> it's doing what I need it to do. That's not fair. I've, I've fallen asleep to it's okay. always sitting in Philadelphia for like the last five years of my life. That's but true. But I've okay, done cool. it every night for five years. Okay. That's true. So I've seen all of them enough. I'm really like, just looking for comedies that aren't all that interesting for to let me fall asleep to. So. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to think. Yeah. Interestingly enough, well, but see, with that context, again, I don't even want to say this. I This week I was rewatching um, Party Down, and yeah. I was doing that as I was falling asleep. Uh, but that show's really, really good. Oh, yeah. Um, Party Down's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't seen it in a, in a few years, and so it was really neat to go back and, and uh, revisit it. That's yeah. a great show. A lot of fun. Um, so, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's about it. Cool. Yeah. Brad, what'd you watch this week? Uh, you know, 
I might want to save it for the next episode because it's Angry Birds, and I don't think it's the appropriate environment what? to like discuss okay. something this. You, oh my god! You can't! You can't! You can't do that! <laughs> oh, I can tease. No. <laughs> so stay tuned next week for Brad's review of the Angry Birds. It's, it's, no! There's way too much distraction going on for me to accurately like oh. a, a movie I've seen two weeks ago by now. So <laughs> I, I want to prepare. But I, I want to prepare you all for but, my experience with Angry Birds. But uh, but I need to know. Ah, oh, you are such a tease, sir. Trust Man. me, you, it'll be worth the wait. Out of right. five stars, would you give it four? <laughs> What's that? Out of five stars, would you give it four? Ooh, I don't that seems like a really high scale. Yeah. <laughs> Out of five stars, would you give it one? Uh, maybe like a Stay five tuned. dumpster fires. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned next week for Brad's exclusive so review of Angry it's, Birds. It's really the stars, not the number, but the stars you have a problem yeah, it's, with. Yes, it's the it's the it's the, it's the meter we're actually using. <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah. So, um, and then I, I know I watched something else, but fuck it. Okay. <laughs> Real quick, I also remembered I saw X Men Apocalypse for the first time. Oh. oh. As someone think? who was born in the '90s, the '80s looks so fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the and entire time, like, I can't take it seriously. Me. You all look so stupid. Like, <laughs> um, it was. I was kind of disappointed by it. It's probably one of my. It's probably middle lower tier of the X Men films. It was fine, but I don't know. That's all. I mean, that's. I just wanted to talk about how stupid I thought it looked. So, I mean, the <laughs> '90s is much better. So, like, the '90s are awesome. Oh yeah, the '90s were the great. 90, I mean, both of them look equally ridiculous, though. You so. had Animaniacs. You had. You had. I'm talking like strictly like fashion. Nickelodeon. Sense. Uh, television in the '90s was awesome. Well, yeah, obviously. You had Point Break. That wasn't a TV show. I'm just saying Buffy. things in the '90s. Yeah. The 90s were way better than the Seinfeld, 80s. the greatest TV show of all time. Right, yes, there you go. Also, you had Point Break. Yeah. Did I mention... The greatest TV show of all time. Did I mention Point Break and Hook? Just saying. Yeah. The 90s were pretty good. And Point Break, the greatest TV show of all time. And Point Break. Yeah. Cool. James, what'd you watch? Uh, just a couple of things. I, I rewatched The Imitation Game, um, which it's been a while. I, I bought the Blu-ray a while ago. I don't think I had ever checked it out. Um, and of course, that movie is still fantastic. Yeah. Uh, as well as Hitch, uh, no, not Hitch, um, uh, Hitchcock. <laughs> Hitchcock. I was gonna say you're you're getting caught up on your Will Smith. No, I, no, I have seen Hitch a number of times. Hitchcock, it's all right. Yeah, uh, Hitchcock is better. It's a fun movie. Yeah. Um, and the very last thing I would want to talk about is uh, I did catch up on not catch up, but I've I've seen now the third episode of of Preacher, which I haven't talked about since the pilot. Um, so I wanted to do like a quick follow up. So there's still. I, I mean, I think the show is really good. I think it's really good. They are, they're really dragging out um, a lot of the setup, you know, of the show. So you don't, you still don't quite know what's going on. And what that allows them to do is that they are, they're really spending time building these characters and making you love the characters in the show, um, which I, I think is something that they're, they're actually doing better than the comic ever did. Because... Jesse is spending so much time, uh, quick rehash, Jesse the, the preacher, um, is spending so much time with the people in this town trying to solve their problems and, and really coming to terms with this idea that he feels like he's promising them stuff and trying to be this religious leader in the town um, but doesn't feel like he is successful or anything is actually coming from it. Uh, and at the same time, he's starting to realize that he's, he's gained this power where he can, like, tell people to do stuff and they have to do it yeah. uh, and it's kind of fun to watch him play around with that uh, but while, while, while in some episodes or in some parts of some episodes they'll have him do like fun stuff where he's like telling Cassidy to do stuff and Cassidy can't refuse 
Um, they do a they do a really great job of of finding ways to set it up where he can he realizes things in really like powerful emotional ways. Uh, so he's met this. There's this great sequence where he meets this 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 mother and his uh, her daughter is in a coma and. You know, he's he's trying to say nice things to her. He's trying to say like, well, you know, I I think, you know, something good is going to come from this, and blah blah blah. And she just calls him on it. She's like, no, man, like this just sucks. Like my daughter's in a coma and she's never going to wake up. Like this is terrible, and nothing you can say, which is <laughs> can actually make this better. And later in the episode, as he starts to realize, the first thing he does once he figures out that he has he may have this power is that. He goes back to her, and the end of that episode—it's the end of episode two—is <coughs> um, he like he just sits by her and set, tells her to open her eyes, and then the episode ends. And and like building little sequences like that, where you you begin to understand that he he really wants to do something good, and getting to love Jesse Custer in a way that I I honestly don't think I ever did in the comics. The comics are 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 so much more about sort of the. Um, how 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 crazy they are, and what what amazing stuff or, or insane stuff Garth Ennis is going to write. Like that's what keeps you coming back. But for the show, they've made me love this character so much that I'm like I'm excited for him to figure out what's going on in the world, so that he can go like start fighting back and getting stuff done. Um, and so I think that's been really great. They also did introduce. I guess maybe I shouldn't say for the people who are watching and haven't read it. They introduced this Western character. Um, and uh, in a very sort of subtle way where there's a cold open to the second episode where they just introduce him, start to introduce the world that he lives in, um, but don't really tell us anything. Like They don't tell you anything about how it ties into the rest of the show. It's just this funny teaser. Uh, and honestly, it was interesting here uh, when I interviewed Amelie Howard, the author here at the show, she brought that show up because she, she didn't know anything about the comics. And after our interview, we stood there and we talked for a while because she was like, I want all the spoilers. I want to know everything about all these things. But that was the one character where I'm like, I'm not going to tell you. This one, I'm, I'm going to let them introduce you to this character because he's a, he's a fan favorite character. Yeah. And I think the way they're doing it is very intriguing. Um, I'm supremely impressed by what Seth Rogen has done with this show and Evan Goldberg. Uh, you can tell that they love the show or the book. But you can also tell that they understand how to be character-focused and really tell a story that people are going to care about. Yep. Um, and so that is, I, I think, fantastic. Um, so I, 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 I guess I'm saying people should watch it, but yeah. people, well, shouldn't, people shouldn't watch Preacher. Here's but whatever. one thing. Uh, it's really cool. I've never read Preacher the book. Yeah. I've been intrigued to watch it. Yeah. Do you think someone who has not read the book could enjoy it? Oh, absolutely. I okay. think it's built for people who don't, who don't know the book. All right. Because they are burying the lead a lot. They've yeah. introduced characters who are fucked up, backwards-ass characters who are going to do terrible, terrible yeah. things and be disgusting human beings, and it's going to be really weird when it happens. Um, but... The but they are doing it in a way where you're like, oh, uh, this guy seems like a normal villain. Uh -huh. And when you eventually find out that he is anything but a normal TV villain, yeah, you know. Um, okay. So yeah, I, I I think it is. I think it is really fun. And, and right. because they're they're staying character focused like that, I, I think that they're going to do a really decent job of maintaining a certain level of quality on the show. So yeah, right. and 
I, I guess I am recommending it. Okay. Uh, but be warned. Yeah. Some fucked up shit might happen in this show. It's not like a blind recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't watch it with your kids. Yeah. Like, come on. My mom hated it. When she, I haven't seen the pilot yet. She did. And she hated it. She said it was way too violent. You know, what was happening? Yes. Well, the, like, the first 30 seconds of the show yeah. are designed to separate okay. those people out. Yeah. Okay. Like, it's the most violent thing that happens in the entire first okay. three episodes. Well, that's not true. At one point, like, at one point, some people get chopped up with a chainsaw. Okay. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, right, uh, cool. it's been good. I'll, I'll it's check been it out. It's been really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I think that's it for me. Uh, cool. Uh, this week, I there was a movie that came out uh, maybe in March. <laughs> uh, it's called Freaks of Nature, and it's a movie that has Dennis Leary, Patton Oswalt, um, uh, the Peel guy. <laughs> um, that the the main character is the tall dude from Red State, uh, who has like the rat tail, like the one of the. The guys, um, Michael, uh, Michael Angarello, something like Michael that. Inger- yeah. Um, anyways, uh, so it takes place in this town. Oh no, no. Oh, I know the character. Yeah, I don't know the guy's name. Um, where vampires, zombies, and uh, vampires, zombies. Who am I fucking forgetting? Uh, a merman. No, vampires, zombies, and humans wolf, all live wolf, in the same oh, okay. uh, town. Sure. Um, there might be. I can't believe I, can't, I saw it on Monday. But anyways, so they all they've all learned to co live together. Sure. So the vampires and the zombies all go to school and uh the peel guy plays like a, a teacher that gets pissed off because uh someone took the last donut and it's like there's a lot going on in this movie and a lot of it is very funny. But there's so much going on that it loses it. So it's not very serious. Um, it is really violent. Um, yeah, it, I can't describe it. It's hard for me to describe. People have to watch it. Uh, Dennis Leary is really funny in it. He put the town on the map because he invented a thing called a riblet, and it's made with like chemicals and shit. And um, and so eventually, aliens come to Earth to this town. So there's aliens, zombies, and vampires and humans, and uh, the aliens are just killing people left and right kind of like in Independence Day where they're just like zapping them yeah and uh, so they all have to so then it becomes like a conflict the, the vampires are blaming the humans the humans are blaming the vampires the zombies are too dumb to do anything yeah um, so it's a really fascinating movie it also deals with being uh, rejected and where you fit in society mm-hmm. so there's this one dude who looks as a dead ringer for Edward from the Twilight yeah. movies and so this one girl just wants to be accepted and so he takes her, uh, she goes to a party with them, and they start making out, and he bites her, and she says, what are you doing? I thought we were going to have sex. He said, no, I was going to turn you into a vampire, <laughs> because, you know, I've never found anybody I've wanted to spend eternity with, and you're that one. And so she lets him, and it turns out that he was just using her, and that's like the vampire's way of getting off and uh, things like that. So it's, uh, it's very, very fascinating. It, but the tonally, it's weird because it goes all over the place. Uh, Bob Odenkirk is in it as a, the cool dad, um, so it's fun. Uh, I waited till awesome. it was like nine bucks, and then cool. okay. So uh, I have uh, an interview that I have to do, I guess. <laughs> um, and then I, two, I have two. What? My goodness. Nice guys. Great. Yeah. All right. Well, we will run it up. Um, yeah. Cool. Here. Uh, so. Uh... I've been reading all of the new Civil War, Civil War Two. Have you guys read any of it yet? 
I have. I haven't read it yet. I'm I don't read. Really enjoying it. Um, because I'm not. I'm usually not like a big fan of the Marvel of like major events that no. every year. Like, it's Bendis, so he's pretty good. Yeah, and like the past ones, I've been like, it's cool or whatever, but I'm not gonna keep up with it. This one, I'm like actually super mm. invested in all of a sudden. Um, but it makes it so interesting. Well, I just think the concept of it is actually pretty interesting. Like the concept of it is that uh, there's this one inhuman guy who, uh, like, his power essentially is he can see uh, kind of into the future. Like he can, ha- he has like a vision of something that will happen, like very shortly into the future and so the issue is like and the other problem is that like no one else can see the vision either like they get Jean Grey to come mm-hmm. in and see if she can read his mind so she can see the vision as well and no one else can see the vision except for him and so the question is like and so like it op- the first issue of Civil War 2 opens with like everyone in the entire universe battling this gigantic creature who they wouldn't have been able to defeat if they were not prepared for it mm-hmm. because of his vision and so the question of it that they arise with is, should we believe him every single time blindly? Mm-hmm. And the bigger question is, what if he has a vision about one of us? Like, what if he has a vision that, like, uh, like let's say Iron Man, she, he, he has a vision that Iron Man goes evil and kills a bunch of people. Should we just arrest Tony Stark at that point, even though he's done nothing to show that he would do that? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like the question that comes from it. And then... So the main two major... And it also seems like what they're kind of building up to is it's going to be very much a 616 versus the Ultimates, kind of. That's going to be the two sides, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, but I found it really interesting. And then, uh, if you want to see kind of more of it, the first issue of X-Men Civil War Two is also really interesting because it's not really a secret anymore that Marvel Comics is trying to get rid of the X-Men and replace them with the Inhumans so that way they can do the Marvel like movie tie-ins. And... Uh, the other story that's happening during Civil War is there's this cloud that's coming in to Earth and turning, like, half of the population on Earth into Inhumans. But at the same time, that cloud also kills mutants. Hmm. And so the conflict is between mutants and Inhumans. Uh, overall, I just find it really fascinating. In the first issue, they kill two huge characters. And so they kind of set it up pretty well. Who did they kill? Uh, they kill She-Hulk, and they kill uh, War Machine. Spoilers. Um, I mean, it's pretty, like... Yeah. I mean, I know it's been out there. Yeah. I haven't clicked on it. I, I mean, I don't care about She-Hulk or yeah, yeah, yeah. War Machine. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, She-Hulk and him are really big characters, though. Yeah, yeah, And that's what kind of pushes... Because it looks like it's going to be Captain Marvel mm-hmm. as Carol Danvers versus Iron Man as the two leaders, mm-hmm. Tony Stark. And, like, those two deaths are the two big ones that push it forward. Because what happens is that, like, Tony Stark's like, no, you shouldn't believe him. And he leaves, and then the, he, the Inhuman gets a vision, and they go do it, and because of that, both of them die. And whereas, if they did not go, both of them would still be alive, so that's what's kind of pushing it forward enough. But yeah, I would definitely check it out if you're interested in that. Um, I'm super interested in it, I'm wanting to see like where it's kind of going. Um, and I don't know, it's just like the first major like Marvel event that I'm actually pretty interested in. So, Did you read Secret War? I'm not reading Secret Wars because it was like it seems way too big for me to grasp. And it's not too it's, bad actually. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, it starts off hard because you have to know that the Ultimate Universe and the Six One Six like collided basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the only backstory you need is that Doctor Doom is in like the god of all of it. Yeah, and like, and I think it's one of those issues where like, luckily with this event, I can start like I got the first issue when it came out. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I kind of wanted to get into Secret Wars, it was already kind of halfway through. Mm-hmm. 
and it's hard to kind of catch yeah. up on all of the issues at that point, so... Yeah, to maybe wait for the trade for it. I mean, it's really yeah. well done, and the art in it's fantastic. Yeah. But I mean, I've seen, like... It's, who's drawn Civil War II? Is it Dave Marquez? I think so, yeah. He's a great artist. Yeah. And the art in it's pretty astonishing. Yeah, so. no, he's a great artist. He's doing... They're doing that twice a month. Mm-hmm. If he's able to keep up that pace, that's amazing. Yeah. I also say that the... Uh, if you want to pick up X-Men 1 for Civil War II, the cover of it is one of the best comic covers I've seen in a very long... It's so... It's really, really cool how they designed it, so... Yeah, I have Civil War too. Obviously, Andrew always pulls that stuff aside for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, there's a Spider-Man spinoff, which I heard's pretty good. Yeah, I, pi- I saw that one. I haven't picked it up yet. It from I mean I, don't know, I haven't read it, but like from the first issue, it kind of seems like he's gonna be have a kind of similar role to the first Civil War. He's kind of flip flopping. So yeah, it, I know they're not. I know Spider-Man's in it, but he's not gonna be too big in it because yeah. uh, he has this this huge event coming up for himself. Yeah. And uh, but he, yeah. Or maybe he is. I know there's... I think I saw Solicit where he's fighting a bunch of Inhumans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forget. I read previews so much I forget which one I'm on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. And um, I wonder how long they're going to keep on doing, like, the big event books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... It seems like they do, like, one every year at this point. They do. It's like their summer. I I call it the summer blockbuster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big one that, like, it's where they get their chunk of their money, I'm assuming, so... Yeah, well, they because they want people to be like you and me, where yeah. we'll get the main book, and they're like, oh, I like what the X-Men is doing, so yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll buy the tie-in with the X-Men. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so, that's their big goal yeah. in it. I mean, like, I saw, like, the Spider-Man one, and I was like, I'm not that big of a <laughs> Spider-Man one, so I'm probably not going to pick that one up, mm-hmm. but I'm sure if someone like you, if you read the first issue of, like, Civil War Two, you'll then pick up Spider-Man, because you're already a mm-hmm. big fan of it, so... Yeah, and, um... I'm a sucker where I'm like, oh, Spider-Man's on it? I'll get it. Yeah. I have a really bad habit of that. Yeah. But, yeah. It also seems like from the first issue, they're also kind of making Miles Morales kind of be a big character in this kind of arc. So, I know they're trying really hard. Yeah. Um, and, I, I mean, I like Miles Morales. Yeah. Um, I mean, you still know Peter Parker. Well, right? yeah, I mean, Peter Parker has also had, like, over 40 years of development, so. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, like, saying Peter Parker's bad or anything. I'm just saying. You better not be saying. And it's 53 years? God. Is it 53? All right. I didn't want to overshoot it and say 60, so. Kids uh, these days. I know. I suck. Um, but, yeah, that was, like, just the recommendation I have. Cool. So. I'm always down with the recommendations of Marvel. Yeah. Brad, when's the last time you read a comic? Uh, So long ago, I don't remember. <laughs> Did you, you didn't even read the Batman Ninja Turtles crossover? It's that, on my shelf. That everybody like raves about. Yep, still, still waiting on that one. That's that like a, that's like your like. If, if that I is could my take jam. a crossover for you, yeah, it would be that crossover. Oh, I get it. Yeah, I know. Just saying. I actually just found like, uh, like I was going to read them, but I mm-hmm. lost the first three issues. I found them in my storage unit like this week when I was hmm. getting all the stuff ready for Comic Con. They were in a like a plastic bag in a box, hmm. so. My comics are really backed up right now because I got in a bad habit. I've been so busy that I would read my Spider-Mans mm-hmm. and then I take everything else and just put it in order yeah. behind there. And then I start getting really good and I read like 14 issues of Buffy and all these issues I was getting caught up on and then I fell off again. And now I'm like, fuck! I almost have like a short box full of comics I need to read. Hmm. I just was, gotta do it. was the Batman initial thing, was that a recent thing? Uh, I think it ended recently, but it was... How many issues was it? Seven? 
Uh, I think it was six, and uh, it was it was most. I think I think it mostly existed the end of last year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm intrigued just from the title alone. I didn't even yeah, know it was a I, thing. No, so. I, How could this happen? I uh, I don't know. I haven't read it. <laughs> I read uh, what's it? Oh, the website. It's a really cool comic website that has great reviews. Um, comic book resources. I think mm-hmm. is that one. Yeah. And they, uh, every issue of that, they even get four or five stars. They said the art in it's, like, stunning. Nice. So you have something to look forward to. Cool. Also, if you want Moon Knight, because Moon Knight's always up there for me, Uh, the current run of Moon Knight that's going on is actually kind of interesting. It's all, he's crazy, he's in a mental mental asylum, he doesn't know if they're trying to tell him that he's not actually Moon Knight, and that he's psychotic, because that's what they do with every arc with Moon Knight. (laughs) But art's kind of interesting, so if if you want a Moon Knight fix, check that out, so... I know they're always trying to make Moon Knight a big a star. But his character design's cool. Yeah, I like. I mean, just figure out what you want to do with him. He's like fifteen different things. <laughs> yeah. like, He's Mark Spector, like Egyptian god thing. Yeah. The problem with it at one point they made him just someone who just steals identities. So that's a way to explain that. Like, mm. but yeah, that's my comic recommendations. So very cool. This week on Real Nerds Podcast, we went and saw Finding Dory. Henry, should people see Finding Dory? Uh, I know I'm probably going to be in the minority in this, but I would say you can probably skip this. I was not that big of a fan of it. Brad? Um, I'll, yeah, I would say go see it. I mean, it's uh, a middle-of-the-road Pixar movie, but that's still like the best, still one of the best animation uh, movies out there, so... Uh, yeah, for me, I actually, I thought the movie was cute. I had fun with it. I don't know how much I like Dory being a main character. Um, but I, it's, having said that, I still think the movie's pretty fun. Um, it has some really clever jokes in it. And, I mean, like, all Pixar. Yeah. I think maybe the biggest thing missing from it is the heart. Not that it didn't have heart, but it didn't have the normal Pixar, like, hook for mm-hmm. me. Um, but it's still a cute movie. And it was wonderfully animated. Yeah, the animations. The environments, obviously, coming off of the good dinosaur, whatever engine they're using, is just... Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, here's a trailer for Finding Dory. Today's the day! Our field trip to the Stingray Migration. Stingray Migration. Migration is about going home, home, which is where you're from. How do the stingrays all know where to go? Instinct. Something deep inside you that feels so familiar that you have to listen to it. <gasps> my mom, my dad, I have a family. We will never forget you, Dory. What if I forget you? I miss them. You know what that feels like? Yes. Then we better get going. the things I saw the day you Isn't it great? No! I'm gonna be totally sick! Can you help me? Sorry. Not a great swimmer. I think you swim beautifully. Thank you! You will go. Wait, Dory? Yes? Dory? Yes. You and I were friends! No. It was so much fun because I'd tell you a story and then you'd completely forget about it Mm -hmm. and then I'd get to tell it to you over and over again. I'm looking for my family. Are you crazy? It's too dangerous, hands! Hands? Mommy? Ah! Holy Neptune! That is definitely not mommy! Ah! I'm sorry. I gotta blink. How do you hold your eyes open that long? What's happening? Hello? Hello? 
Hey, you. Hi, can you help me? Mm-mm, not good. Before and Finding Dory, how beautiful was the like little short before the yeah, beginning? I think sure it was. the Piper was almost more interesting than in all of Finding Dory. Yeah, yeah, it's like the the water and the sand. It's amazing. It, like the characters like that they actually have in it are actually really good characters for like their short. Oh, yeah, they have. like the main bird, I was like super invested in. So yeah, and there was no dialogue. Yeah, so yeah. it was all all the animation telling the story. Yeah. What I love about Pixar's animated shorts is they're able to tell stories in really condensed form, but be really creative with them. Like, to me, I still love La Luna. I think it's mm-hmm. one of their most beautiful things they've ever done. And uh, this Piper is a really cute one. Please don't die on me. <laughs> Go die over there. Um, so, yeah, I, I really enjoyed Piper. It's super cute. Um, really well done. I'm trying to even think of a Pixar short that's not good. Uh, I mean, a lot of people had complaints about that lava. Yeah, that's probably my least favorite yeah, one. Yeah, but I don't think it's a bad one, though. I think it's cute, too. Yeah. It's, it's fine. I just, like, it's not... A, I would say Piper's a lot better. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, the last time I didn't, like... Cause, I mean, lava, I, I but still... But you can still enjoy it, right? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, people can, like, complain about how Pixar, like, always wins best animated short film. Mm-hmm. But honestly, they're making the best animated short films, so... Hands down. Um, that, that Umbrella one was pretty sweet. Umbrella, Paper Man I thought was really good too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was, I think Paper Man was Disney though. Was, was that Disney? Yeah, it was, right. it was before uh, Frozen, wasn't it? It might have been, I don't know. Yeah, Paper Man's great. But I, yeah, mean, I, I kind I, of love them both in the same kind of category. So Yeah, I mean, come on. They're the same animators <laughs> pretty much. So. I mean, John Lasseter runs both the companies. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, so Finding Dory is the story about Dory finding her parents where she, obviously she has short-term memory loss. Yeah. And then she's getting these like little breaks in her memory where she's slowly remembering who her parents are and where they came from. And so she goes on a quest to find them. And so it's basically finding Nemo, but finding parents that are already there. Yeah. Um, and so she goes through the ocean again. It's fun to see Crush. Um, one of my favorite little things they have at Disneyland is when you talk to Crush. yeah. He's a fun character. I do, I do think it was interesting how they chose to have as very few like characters from the first one and the second one. Yeah. But they tried to make as many new characters as possible. I think it's both like... I would say it's both a strength and a weakness. Mm-hmm. But, uh... I mean, it didn't bother me or displease me all that much, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, I mean, it, it's a pretty straightforward story. I yeah. mean... They're just trying to get to point A to point B. Yeah. And when they do, you... Uh, I loved uh, Idris Elba... And yeah. Dominic West as the the sea lions, yeah. but I love more like the retarded one. <laughs> like right. I just thought his like character design was so funny, like the unibrow and his eyes going opposite yeah. ways. Yeah, and <laughs> you know what I mean. I don't know. Yeah, it, just trying to get on a rock. Um, and uh, Ty Burrell was Bailey the beluga whale, and I thought he was really funny. Yeah, he has a really great way of delivering lines. Uh, that was the only character that like I knew I recognized the voice, but I didn't know who it was till I like saw the credits. Yeah. Uh, when he first started talking, I think that's Ty Burrell, but yeah, I don't yeah. remember him being in the cast. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, he's really fun. Is that uh, Ed O'Neill plays uh, Hank the Octopus yeah. or the Septopus? Um, it, it's just a fun movie. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I won't put it in Pixar's 
upper echelon of films, mm-hmm. but it's just so simple and straightforward. Like mm-hmm. it's, it, Dory just tries to find her parents. It's constantly dealing with memory memory loss, and there's like there's no big surprise like yeah. or twist, other than like at one point she thinks her parents are dead. Mm-hmm. I was really expecting them to like have it be like they were actually dead. Yeah, like, that, she would get to, like because there's that moment again where like she finds like all the shells leading to like that one place. Right, and I thought it was going to be like they had actually died, and it's going to be her dealing with that as well. So. Yeah, that, like that's like the that's the Pixar move that I thought would happen. Yeah. like in the vein of Up, like they would just go for the real emotional thing. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. like sometimes your best yeah. efforts. Uh, Life moves on without you. And it is like, it has been a while. Like, yeah, and she just has to find a way to deal with it. Yeah. You know, in my head, I'm trying to think, because fish grow really fast. and Except for Nemo, I guess. He's, a year yeah. later, he's still the same size. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the timeline, I, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's still a cute movie. Um, you know, the, the thing I love with Pixar is they're, they're really clever with their setups. Uh, I, I don't, the, one of the, issues I have with the movie and this is like stupid like uh-huh. just griping is they had kept on having saltwater fish going like freshwater and it'd be okay <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. and I know it's you know it's just fiction but yeah. like, this just it doesn't make sense in my head and yeah, I have to yeah. keep on telling myself that this is a cartoon yeah. I'm sure it would have been like way too complicated for them to like explain that as well yeah. Um, yeah. unless they were like gonna have like some of the water be like a different shade or whatever so it didn't bring me out, but I could, I, I've had that kind of similar thing yeah. with other films. So, I mean, that's just being nitpicky. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know, it's hard to review this movie because it's literally just point A to point B. Yeah. Um, but the one thing, like the one nitpick that I had in the beginning, like it was kind of in the same vein as yours, was like they establish, oh, it's in California, that's where like her parents are, mm-hmm. and the entire time, like before they get there, like Marlon's like, oh, it's super far away, we can't get, do that at all, and then it seems they get there and like in like 30 seconds like they go to that one place with the giant oct- giant squid mm-hmm. and then they're there yeah he makes a big deal about having to cross the entire ocean which makes me mm-hmm. like where where are they like where is like cause Australia like, no because they fe- cause they go to Nemo Australia. In, in Australia Hawaii? so are they, I guess are they like in the, the center of the yeah Hawaii I guess would make yeah. the most sense yeah and also yeah. like they introduced you know Hank the Septopus and yeah. I feel like an older Pixar movie would have had like he would have a story arc, like he yeah, d- he does in this movie. Was gonna happen too. But it's very small. Like it's just that he's kind of agoraphobic, yeah. I guess. Because like he like references that like this horrible thing happened to him, like in the ocean. Mm-hmm. But and I was expecting at some point like something emotional would happen mm-hmm. where you would see like what happened in the ocean. But they never maybe why he lost his yeah. other tentacle or something. Yeah, and like and like they, there's the whole like he doesn't want to be touched. And I thought like that would come into play, but they never really do anything with that. So. Yeah. It, it was uh, funny spoilers for the uh, end of the movie. As the credits were going, and it had Gil, and it said Willem Dafoe. I'm like, where the fuck is Willem Dafoe in this movie? Yeah. And they show up at the end. At the very end, The yeah. continuation of, you know. So yeah. they've been living in those plastic bags. For years? Gathering algae. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, but some of the movie re- works really well. There was one um, part, I'm not sure if, like, any, because I remember, like, I saw it, like, in a full theater last mm-hmm. night. And there was one part that, like, I thought was the funniest part in the entire film, and no one else was laughing. And it was the clam part where they can Oh, yeah, the clam was great. <laughs> I, was, like, I thought I was, like, dying during that entire part, but no one else in the theater was laughing at it. Hey, so. I'm all alone. Yeah. <laughs> it's just silly. Yeah. Uh, I'm alone. I thought I had a girlfriend, a scallop, but you, but no, I didn't. It's just, like, weird. Yeah. Um, 
And there's really funny animation, too, when they were in the touch pool, uh-huh. and all the kids' hands are going down, and the starfish would pop up, and he, like, got dragged away like, like a horror, horror film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's funny things like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, the movie's fun. I, I don't think yeah. there's anything really wrong with it. Um, I mean, like, all my issues with it are pretty nitpicky. But... Yeah, mine, too. I was never bored. And, I find that, and like I said, I have a... Uh, I, I think... Like, Dory as a main character, I think, is a tough sell. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the one really clever thing they did is when uh, Dory goes back into the ocean and Merlin and Nemo are locked on in that uh, aquarium. Mm-hmm. They stick with Dory and they do this interesting thing where you're like, well, what about Merlin and Nemo? And that's always in the back of my head. And then Dory finds the seashells back to her parents and... Then she remembers who they are, and I think the way they did that was on purpose because they wanted you to remember that they were there, yeah, and kind of not, I guess, audibly say it to Dory, Uh but you wanted her to figure it out too. It's an interesting uh, choice. Yeah, I felt. um, But yeah, I mean, overall, I had fun in the movie. Yeah, Um, I thought the climax of like the driving of the truck. And, like, the escaping of the police. I thought that was an interesting kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I love the otter thing where they, yeah. they come up, okay, cuddle! And they're all cuddling and, oh, it's so adorable! Yeah. Or was the... Actually, I laughed really hard at the... What's the joke where uh, he puts the tag on Dory? And he's like, I put a tag on you! And she's like, you're a scientist. Grow up! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody, we talked about this. Yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. It's a stupid little... Uh, a stupid little throwaway yeah. thing. Um I'm trying to think of, like, what were they doing? And then the whole Sigourney Weaver yeah, yeah. No, cameo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Sigourney Weaver. And then she, yeah. It's and it's like, referring to, like, her friend Sigourney. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's fun. I don't think there's, like, any other, like, moments that, like, I thought, like, really worked. Yeah. Um, the cat seems to have something to say. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that cat. Just kidding. <laughs> um, I thought yeah. Caitlin Olsen was good. As oh, yeah. Out. Yeah, I think the the two characters uh, of Destiny and yeah. you Bailey. know uh, Bailey were great, fun additions. And even like the sea lions were fun. Yeah, um, I don't think there's any other characters that like I didn't like. No, you know I mean, that, you like all of them. Yeah, that's like, what I think. What's great about this world too that Pixar has created is the characters are fun. The world looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, so I can look past some of the shortcomings. And like I said, yeah. you know, my, one of my biggest shortcomings was they're going in and out of salt and fresh water. But yeah, I mean, I yeah. mean, whatever. I mean, it's. I guess like the biggest thing that I didn't like about it was that like it, it didn't like it might just be like nostalgia for like the first one, mm-hmm. but like I didn't feel like any of the characters like clicked as well as the first film did. Like, with the first yeah. one, I thought, like, okay, each one has its purpose. Yeah. And it's teaching the characters something. Yeah. Because it just feels like they're, like, going from place to place, and it's just, like, it's a wacky character each time. Yeah, and I think that's part of the issue with Dory as a main character. I guess uh-huh. I didn't articulate it very well. Is because she has short-term memory loss. Yeah. And I read an interview with uh, John Lasseter and Andrew Stanton, mm-hmm. and they said that they did not want her to get her memories back. Uh-huh. You know, they never wanted her to be, you know, oh, I remember everything. She doesn't want to be cured at the end. Exactly. They didn't want her to be cured. So I think that's part of the problem with her being a main character. Yeah. Is you can't... It's hard to make to have development when exactly, you, don't, when you exactly. can't learn anything. You can't have super deep things that Pixar's known for because that character can't convey those emotions yeah. as well. And not that saying that Ellen DeGeneres as her did a bad job. Oh, no, I think she, like, 
I think the problem is more of the writing. Yeah, because so. I mean, you can only do so much. I mean, yeah. you know, she can only see, uh, remember so much in the future, so or the past. So her little moments of clarity, you know, when she tells Hank that he has three hearts and he's still, you know, yeah. not a nice guy. I mean, stuff like that is fun, but you can only go so far because she has to basically say the same thing to him again because she has short-term memory loss. Yeah. So she can never have super deep conversations. Yeah. All the deep conversations in the film have to be facilitated by another character. Yeah. And so when you focus on her, you can't do it. You yeah. just have to find a way around it. And I don't think, I think, again, I think the movie's fine, but. Yeah, and like, it's like, I have my complaints about it, mm-hmm. but it's still a, like, it's a fine film. Like. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's fun. Yeah. Anything else, Brad? No, I think we covered it all. Uh, cool. Uh, next week on Real Nerds, we're seeing uh, Independence Day, I believe. Resurgence. Resurgence. Yeah. Which. We had 20 oh. years to prepare, and so did they. Yeah. There was, actually, I saw this new uh, TV spot for it, and I wasn't the biggest fan of the first Independence Day. I mean, it's all right. I'm always tempted to get it, because they just released that 20th anniversary edition. Yeah. It's only like nine bucks on Blu-ray, so I'm like, eh, I'm torn. But anyways, uh... There's this really cool thing where the aliens are running across a desert and they're like shooting them from uh, jets. I'm like, oh, all right, okay, yeah. I'm down. Um, we'll see. I hope that Will Smith has a very secret cameo at some point in the film, like because like they threw off the scent with saying he's not there. Yeah, you know, maybe he's flying as a jet and it gets shot down and he's, he's going down. And he calls his wife. He's like, I'm crashing down to Earth. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know also- he says Earth, but. James gets so worked up when I say it that yeah. that's why I continue to say Earth. Yeah. Yep. So he's going to hear this and just be unable just to do anything about himself. it. Yeah. Oh, fuck you guys. Uh, also, by the time this comes out, uh, and for you guys tomorrow, my future film goes online. So you can finally see that. Yeah. It's what? It's been almost a year since I came on here first to promote it. So Where can we find it? It'll be on my YouTube page, uh, Creative Hell Entertainment. Uh, I'll be posting on my Facebook, on my Twitter, on my everything. Cool. So. Uh,. Here's here's a fun fact, people. I'm in that film, yeah. so you have to watch the whole thing to see me, though. He's the very last scene. So. I am interesting, but yeah, we'll uh, share it on the website. You and better stuff add for that you. credit to my IMDb page. Oh, you already have an IMDb. Oh, page. do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's already there. Um, nice. But yeah, uh, so yeah, if you want, I don't know. There's like I post online like a retrospective thing about it and said like there's a lot I don't like about it and there's a lot I do like about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was more of I'm. I like the fact that I was able to do it more. Than Is it a full-length feature? Yeah, it's uh, 89 minutes. So. Nice, good for you. So, yeah. Brad has even made a full-length, so... Well, mine is, a, I mean... Yeah, I'm a piece of shit. That being Total. said, <laughs> mine doesn't look as good as yours, like, visually. Okay. Like, it, it does look very amateurish, and there are audio kind of issues. I think the story, at its heart, I still like. Like, it's primarily the writing and the actual setup of some of the shots I like. But there are audio, and it does look first filmy. So, yeah, start somewhere. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta learn. You know, I As can. Forewarning. So, Brad, one of the first things is Slave Pikachu. The first thing you really did. Yeah. I mean, he Brad went back and fixed it. Yeah. Yeah. As well as he could. Yeah. Yeah. I, I added graphics and stuff. Yeah. You know, a special edition. But yeah, you gotta start somewhere. Just keep yeah. working at it. So. And yeah. if you if you already have the writing. Yeah. The rest of stuff will just come. Yeah. Maybe you guys can if you if you're like fucking Independence Day. That's a stupid film. Then you can watch that next week. 
Well, I'll watch uh, it anyways, and I'll talk yeah. about it on the show. I mean, yeah, and if like, feel free to go ham on it. Like, I was, was going to say, want, uh, just so. so you know, I'm, I'm, I don't so- soft the blows because we know you. Oh yeah, I know. A- ask the uh, stubby shillelaghs why they never came back and talked to us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it's one of those things. Like, I gotta get used to it at some point. Like, if I get even bigger, then it's gonna get even worse. So, because <laughs> after I reviewed their pre-review their album before it came out. And I said some not nice things about some of the stuff on it. I never got reached out from them by them again. Yeah. Well, they broke up. Did they really? Oh, they really? Yeah. They stopped oh. being a band. Oh, well, I guess it has really been a fail. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, their album was called Critical Fail. That's I know. Oh, that's not, that's not a good If you're one, listening at home, <laughs> that's yeah. why the joke works. Well, yeah, feel yes. free oh, to yeah, no hate knows. So. <laughs> feel free to hate my film if you want. So. Oh, I'm sure we won't hate it. Yeah. Um, I mean try to look at the goods <laughs> yeah no i i'm looking forward to uh watching it and it's going up tomorrow yeah tomorrow i'll put i'll probably post it like by the time i get home today so cool i'll watch it tomorrow yeah i mean yeah and i might not have time for either of those films because i gotta make a secret project oh yeah, yeah you're making fine. a secret project huh you're making a secret project yeah i'm not allowed to talk about it what the fuck are you working on Ooh, secret it's like a bonus 48 this weekend oh thought we had no secrets brad what a liar you turned out to be (laughs) (laughs) just sold that disdain so well i thank you yeah Uh, you know i have my moments in acting um until next week (laughs) bye real nerds is a nebulous visions multimedia production we would also like to thank sparks mandrill for our music additional music from ben sounds Thank you to Alamo Drafthouse. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. And thank you for listening to the Real Nerds Podcast.